On this episode of The Grind, Dave McClung teaches us rich, practical ways on how to train your core group on how to engage the community. You don't want to miss it. Coming up next on The Grind. Welcome to The Grind, a church planting podcast by the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, full of practical tips, missional strategies, and personal stories to bring you insights and encouragement on your church planting journey. We're your hosts, Neil Scoggins and Greg Addison, coming to you live from Little Rock. Welcome back to The Grind Podcast, and we are so excited to be able to talk to you again about church planting, and uh, man, it is a great time to be talking about church planting with uh, Ronnie Floyd, the uh, head of the executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention, came out with his vision 2025, and number two on his list is a drive for all of us to plant more churches. That sounds good. Isn't that good? That's Uh, real good. You hear the... The uh, melodious voice of our co-host, Neil, how are you today? I'm good. I've never been called melodious, melodious. before. Absolutely. You've got that smooth voice. I, I just woke up. That's, that's that's what that is. But well, you know, Don't church, tell anybody that. It sounded okay. great. I built you up and you went and popped the bubble. So. Yeah, well, there you he gargles go. Yeah. with butter. Yeah. <laughs> And there are the butterest tones of Dave McClung. (laughs) Dave, how are you, man? Oh, man. I am in the grind. Uh, there yeah, you go. there you go. That is hilarious, man. I'm, you know what? It's always exciting to see you because uh, we don't get to see you as much as we used That's to. That's right. Yeah. And uh, but you, uh, man, you look pretty good. Well, you, you know, sort yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. Not the same. Yeah. There you, know? you go. You don't have a Mountain Dew, which is different. No. no yeah. yeah we're, we're just trying to slow the rate of decline. Isn't yeah. that right? At this That's point, right. That's, That's right. what's That's going right. on, right? Well, you know, Mountain Dew is like one element away from formaldehyde. So that's why you know I'm trying to preserve. You myself. got that right. Yeah, yeah. it's real close. Well, as you guys know, uh, Dave has switched seats with us now, so Neil and I are co-hosting, and Dave is the person we're interviewing, and he is walking us through the grind of a church planter because he has now stepped into that role of planting a church. But before we get started, Dave, I do want to take just a second uh, to talk about that vision 2025. And you've been an advocate for church planting a long time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in Arkansas, you know, it, it's cool now, but it wasn't cool a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, I can see just some weird. scars right there yeah, that kind yeah. of from that deal, right? I got a twitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it really is incredible to see um, a vision that really elevates church planting and its importance in reaching the United States with the gospel. And just, I'm just kind of winging this question at you, but uh, that's got to be exciting and uh, a blessing for guys that have been advocates for church planting to see it come out as this is what all of us are called to do. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think, you know, whatever, you know, people's perceptions of, of what church planning, you know, was justifiably so or unjustifiably so, the our whole goal has been, you know, for church planning to be driven by evangelism, disciple making. And so, you know, the reason we plant church is to reach more people for the with the gospel, mm-hmm. uh, to see more people in the kingdom and less people in hell. I mean, that's yeah. the whole drive Absolutely. behind that. and. And so, you know, sometimes that's hard and harder in places than in others. And, you know, so and everything that no, comes it's with great. that, you know. And I encourage our listeners, if yeah. you if you listening to The Grind, you yeah. obviously have some interest or yeah. excitement yeah. about church planning. And uh, it is an incredible thing for folks that have a passion for church planning, I think, to see it elevated at that to extensive that level. a level. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. is the fundamental part of the fundamental gospel plan of how we reach yeah. the United States. And yeah. it is put at that level. Yeah. And so I just encourage you, if you hadn't, you can go on the Arkansas Baptist News website or absc.org or whatever and find, you know, Baptist Press. I'd encourage everybody that listens to go see a little bit and learn a bit about that vision because it yeah. really was incredible. It yeah. was exciting yeah. to see that vision cast so specifically mm-hmm. for church planting. And that brings us to, well, then how do you do that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, these questions, these conversations, this journey that we're on is really helping 
uh, you, you're really helping more guys than you realize and just just chronicling all of the different things that you're doing each phase each piece in bite-sized peaches uh, uh, peaches peaches <laughs> apples blackberries is it lunchtime yet yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> making me hungry <laughs> yeah there you go but hey we are Baptists, right yeah, there yeah, you go. yeah we're gonna eat all the time but uh but but each section each each uh it's I can't say <laughs> oh that's awesome I am, we're gonna I'm, jump yeah, the shark here in a go. hurry <laughs> I, it's, it, nobody's surprised dude <laughs> i don't know i got new lips so yeah. it's black history month i got new lips and it's hard for me to <laughs> work with these. yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna talk about community engagement yeah. Dave. <laughs> please let's talk about something yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't even know uh, what the heck is community. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's funny. No, no, really, what is it? No, well, yeah, what is, it's, it's yeah. uh, engaging your community. Yeah, thank, thank you. Well, thanks for joining <laughs> us here this time on yeah. the grind. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and, and we've talked about this, you know, for years with all of our planners, and you've got to find ways. One of the big questions I always ask folks whenever I was doing evangelism training or mission training or church planning training or whatever is, you know, where, where do you go to hang out with lost people? Yeah. Um, and if you don't have a regular place where you have proximity with people who do not know Jesus, then you're going to struggle to grow a church yeah. and build a yeah. church. Um, and so, and until you have proximity with those people, you can't have presence. You can't go deep. I mean, that's Brad Briscoe over and over, proximity you know, and proximity and presence. Yeah. And so, so the way to develop that is, is to find ways to get in the community, get in the rhythms of the community. Uh, and, and, and as you know, Alan Hirsch would say, incarnate the gospel. I mean, you, yeah. you put flesh and blood on, on who the church is, what the church is in the community as you, are the church in yeah. the community in which you live. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> so uh, you know, finding ways to do that and getting at some of the needs of the community where the church can bring the gospel to bear and, and life to bear, um, you just, you just got to go to work and do a lot of R&D in that. Yeah, so, so you're, you're dealing with a core group now, and I know you guys are meeting three times a month? Um, twice a month now. Twice a, yeah. Twice a month, uh -huh. yeah. Uh, you have prayer time, worship time, all of those, but mm -hmm. you also get with your leaders mm -hmm. and you start talking about hey, you know, uh, what does community engagement look like? When you start to kind of unpack that, what are your expectations of that group as you're, like, connecting with them, communicating with mm -hmm. them, not just to just understand community engagement, but what, what's the expectation that you have as the planter of that group? That everybody engages. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and here's the reality. In church planting, you, you got to go to work, and, and you don't have this – plethora of people and plethora of resources yeah. so everybody's got to play in some yeah, way yeah and so so the whole goal of this is not only finding where to engage and 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 in what to engage with but but how to engage and and where people engage you know given their gifts and passions and all that stuff yeah. so so, you know, we do a, you know, first Wednesday prayer and then a third Wednesday equipping night. And so we just had our, our first kind of official equipping night where we talked about, you know, really forming a, a, a clear missional engagement plan for Valonia. Yeah. And so, and we, you know, if you've done any church planning training with us or heard us talk, you've heard us talk about Will Mancini's kingdom concept from his yeah. book, Church Unique. And, and there's, we, we could get in the weeds real quick on how he unpacks all this, yeah. but really it's just a tool and a lens by which to evaluate your community and evaluate your ability to engage that community. Yeah. So he kind of breaks that down to three parts. One, he calls a local predicament where, where you're just looking at the needs of the community. I mean, that's all that is, is yeah. what are the needs? Where is, um, you know, where are people in the community that are not being engaged by the church? Um, what, what are the, the glaring needs that neither the community nor the church is engaging in yeah. that, that we yeah. can help with? Who are the most vulnerable people? Yeah. All those kind of questions, just the whole list of questions to get at kind of the heartbeat and the needs of community. And like for Valonia, there's a, there's a narrative piece to Valonia that kind of colors all of that with the two tornadoes in the last two, 10 years. Right, right. And, and that was one of the things that came out the other night, the lingering effects of that on, 
on just the emotions of people. You know, there were several. I asked, asked folks in, in our core group, how many of you were directly affected by the tornadoes in about half the room? Wow. Raise their hands. Either had damaged their property or lost their homes completely uh, in that. So it that's weighty yeah. on them. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's the last tornado has been... Five years. Five years mm-hmm. ago. So the local predicament has nothing to do with just what's happening right now, right. but how you got to yeah, they're right, lean, the right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. So when you're looking at that, you can't just look at the just kind of tunnel vision. And I'm kind of trying to narrow that down. You don't don't look tunnel vision. You mm-hmm. got to look at that thing from in, in yeah, historical the needs, context. The scars, the wounds, yeah. the, the, and the how struggles got, in that particular community, which yeah. are different. And yeah. even within a city like the size of Little Rock or somewhere, uh, or if you go up northwest Arkansas, folks listen up there, there are so many different enclaves of communities. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have um, rural areas that get overrun by the city and suburban areas. You got, I mean, you just got all kinds of inner city and, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it, these enclaves, and it's the needs of that place. Yeah. Those things Where shape you're planting that church. Absolutely. Yeah. It's their the questions yes. in life. It's those existential yeah. issues, how they're dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's and good, though, what you said. They, that shapes the people. It does. Right. I mean, yeah. every community has a story, has a narrative. And and that narrative, you know, all these circumstances kind of play into that and shape this people, shape this community. And if you can ever get to the heartbeat of that and understand that, then then you're going to be far more successful yeah. at you know, we say this all the time, you know, gospel is always good news, but how it is good news depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. And yeah. so understanding the community better, and, and the only way to do that is just to immerse yourselves in it and just be there. Yeah. And so, so and, and we've got a, you know, we've got a core group of about 50 adults right now. And, and, and listening to them kind of unpack the needs of the community of the day, e- each of them has a sphere of influence that I don't have. I mean, right. I'm brand new to the community. Some right. of them have been there their whole lives. Some are transplants, you know, like we're going to be. But they, you know, they're in the schools. They're in the doctor's offices. They're in the, the city hall. They're in businesses. They, they have these different spheres of influence where they interact with different groups of people and it gives them a unique perspective on the needs of the community because each of those areas they're going to see something that I can't see because I don't have access to those right that sphere right. of influence right and so so the getting at the local predicament just whiteboarding it brainstorming it all of a sudden you start seeing some patterns that begin to develop yeah you know we, we're finding out there are a lot of broken families you know in Valonia and just a lot of kids raising themselves, um, taking mm. care of brothers and sisters. There are a lot of just, just broken marriages, a lot of, you know, um, substance abuse, things like yeah. that. There's just, just a lot of brokenness, yeah. and a lot of it centers around the family. Well, um, one of the other things that we saw was that kind of the centerpiece of the community is the school. It's a bedroom community. You know, the, everybody in the community kind of rallies around the school. Sports mm-hmm. is a big thing. Anytime there's a school event, it everybody's involved. It's yeah. just the centerpiece of the community. So you couple schools with broken families, and that opens up a myriad of opportunities for, for ministry yeah. and, and, and engagement. And, you know, fortunately, we've got the superintendent, high school principal, high school baseball coach, several teachers, you know, who have access um, to – you know, to the school and to those, to those families. Yeah. And so they, they have a pretty good idea, you know, who needs help, who's struggling, you know, how it's going, what we can do. This, uh, this is a great conversation. You know, one of the things we struggle with is, you know, young guys come in and they, man, they want to plant a church and all that. And they've got in their mind, uh, you know, we're going to plant this worship service and I'm this great preacher. We're going to come uh, We, we've talked about yep. that. That is, that continues to be an issue. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so what's beautiful about this, I think is the clear, idea that you have this expectation you're training an expectation that everybody in there is thinking about evangelistically the needs of the community mm-hmm. yeah. versus you know we're we creating a church yeah. or a worship service or whatever we're reaching the lost people and there you, you are you you are you finding as you now step from the trainer into the church planner role um, that you have to not take that for granted, that you oh. have to be focused on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we, you know, our church planners know this. You're, you're not planting a service, you're planting a church. They right. hear that all the time. But until you start and have to start, <laughs> last Wednesday night we had a new family come, and, and you know, I'm working through all this, you know, engaging the city, developing our mission, maximizing fears of influence, all this stuff. And he comes up to, the, comes up to me at the end, and he says, 
I hear all that, but what do we invite people to? <laughs> yep, there you go. And and I said this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I said, look, I said we're not just starting a service. This is not just about Sunday. I yeah. said Sunday's a great time of celebration. It's a, a way to gather and a way to recharge and refresh. But I said our mission is the rest of the week. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. so what we're doing right now is going to set the DNA from the beginning that we don't just gather on Sundays. We're on mission seven days a week. That's good. And so so what you invite them to is we have a first Wednesday prayer. You can invite them to that. We have a third Wednesday equipping. You invite them to that. We have two small groups getting ready to expand to four. You can invite them to that. We're doing a cookout for the fire department, police department coming up. You can invite them to that. I said, we're going to help the city build a park. You can invite them to that. We're going to hang out at the baseball games and how it snacks the players, you can invite them to that. I said, church is so much more than all of this. Yeah. And he's just he's just looking at me. <laughs> and I'm like, begin to understand, number one, why we're not starting until August, yeah. Sunday services, because I don't want to get the cart before the horse. Yeah. This is bigger than Sunday services. Yeah. And, and it's just for so many people, they've not heard that. They've not well, experienced that, that. That's the beauty of this series of of podcasts on the grind that we can actually take the time to break these down in a practical yeah. way yeah. with you and your willingness to do that for us because that intentionality to set that expectation and build a plan to work for that is really a key uh, in setting the right DNA. It's why you take six months to start. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than you know a month, ninety or days, whatever. Yeah, I got a great yeah. dude with the guitar, and I can preach, bro. Let's have some <laughs> yeah, church, you know. it's not what we're doing here. So well, I love that. And the cool part about you, Dave, is that you you trained, and now you're living or applying the same mm-hmm. things that you were training other guys to do. Yeah. So it's not just and and I like the fact that you are a you are a practitioner. You're actually doing it and explaining it because you're you're doing it. A lot of people think they get caught up in theory. Oh man. And that's real good, but Dave doesn't really know what's happening here. No, no, no. You're doing it. Yeah. And you're doing it, you know, based on what you've trained everybody else to do. Yeah. So when you talk about local predicament and you talk about the um, apostolic esprit and all those different, I'm going way ahead. But <laughs> yeah. uh, you're actually doing that. Here's the other thing. Uh, and I think Greg kind of alluded to it. You kind of push back a little bit gently, but in a pastoral way yeah. of the person that's trying to take this somewhere where they wanted to go, mm-hmm. you maintain the integrity of the ministry and what the church is being planted for in the first place. A lot of guys just feel the they pressure and they'll run yeah. past that and go, Oh, I'm getting pressure. Hey, we're starting Sunday. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're not yeah. ready. Well, and, I, and, and, and this gets real practical too, because you know, right now we had a, we actually had a funeral on Saturday. We hadn't had a worship service yet. We had a funeral a memorial service for a guy. Wow. It's a family we're ministering to. And, uh, uh, just some really cool moments on Saturday, but I I wasn't doing the service. One of our our elders who was discipling this guy that that passed away did the service. Did a fantastic job, and uh, so I'm behind the scenes just working, talking, and setting up food for the family after the funeral. I walk out of the parking lot and I'm looking at the parking lot, and and there's you know there's about fifty people, uh, sixty people here at this thing. And there's about 40 cars in the parking lot. And I'm looking, and I could find three spaces that we could put another car. Wow. And so uh, so there's, there's a very practical, urgent need to expand the parking lot. There you go. We haven't even had a service yet. There you go. And so so I told this guy Wednesday night, I said, look, I said, when you, when you walk out of here tonight, I want you to look at that parking lot and see how many cars are here. And I said, if we had a service right now, we couldn't park everybody. Because if they go out on the grass, it's, they're going to sink up to the axle because <laughs> it's real soft. Yeah. So you just got to think ahead that way. You can't just start a service and not have the infrastructure in yeah. place yeah. to support the people that, that may yeah. come. Yeah. yeah. But all of that, they don't come if your people don't have that sense of purpose. Exactly. That expectation exactly. of we're engaging the community. Yeah to bring them to Jesus. All right. Yeah. So we, yeah. so my, my, my dad, great. We talked about him before great old South Mississippi, you know, yeah. just good old horse sense guy, you know, he's like, son, uh, plan your work and work your plan. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. you got it. You got a target. You got a purpose. We want to engage him. So mm-hmm. now give us some practical 
plan, mm-hmm. how do you train that? You've, you've alluded to a number of those things. Give, give us just that sense for a guy who's looking at a planting or he's in this stage mm-hmm. with his plant. How do you train that? I want them to have it, but they don't have it just yeah. to have it. You you got to – they don't do what you expect. They do what you inspect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you got to give them a plan mm-hmm. that you can walk them through. So give us that sort of overview on how you give that plan to get that drilled into their hearts. Yeah. So it's – I mean, it's it's a combination of – of increasing their knowledge and skill base and then practicing it. You just got to go do it. <laughs> so, so Wednesday night was kind of, we, we've got to get, I've got to help get them to be thinking about their communities differently mm-hmm. and beginning, I started out with Matthew 9, 35 through 38 and, you know, in, in, in uh, 36, 37 there, you know, Jesus, when he saw the crowds, mm-hmm. you know, had compassion on them, harassing helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Mm-hmm. So we've got to learn to see Valonia like Jesus sees Valonia. So as you as you leave here tonight, and my closing thought was I want you praying. I want you, as you go to work tomorrow, as you engage in the school, I want you asking Jesus, help me see Valonia like you see Valonia. Help me see what you see. And I said, we've just scratched the surface of some of the needs that you already know and that are glaring, you know, here in Valonia. And so, so we've kind of highlighted those needs, got them thinking, okay, I see people as Jesus sees people. And then coming out of that list of needs, then we've got to kind of prioritize, okay, what do we have ability, resources, skills to, to tackle right off? You yeah. know, we're not a big group. We're just getting started. There's a whole lot more stuff to come, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah. So let's pick something. Yeah. Uh, so, so we, you know, there's a way to to engage with the school. We're going to do cookout for the teachers in service days. You know, that's just a, another way to develop proximity. Um, you know, talking to the baseball coach, and we'll bring sunflower seeds and water down the baseball field, 145 on Thursday afternoons. I'm sorry. I, sunflower seeds and water. That is so stereotypical of a baseball player. Oh, I know it. That's and just, I'm sorry. That's said, just I'm funny. Telling, he said, you bring sunflower seeds down here? And he said, I love you forever. <laughs> so, you know, I have another idea for you. If you brought cell phones and a camera to help steal the signs, it would really yeah. be baseball. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or put sunscreen on the baseball for the pitchers. You see that interview? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow! Yeah, the, yeah, the pictures. A lot of free stuff you learn at the grind. <laughs> well, we're we are well rounded, well beyond church planting. <laughs> exactly right. All things in life and baseball. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. And so, so once you kind of get this list of needs, then you start formulating. Okay, what what is our plan to to bring to bear on that need? If if the school is a centerpiece of the community, how do we engage the school? Okay, well, look at the school. What's already going on at the school mm. that we can jump into? Mm. Well, there's there's baseball teams, there's basketball games, there's you know there's ways to serve the players, there's ways to serve the teachers and the coaches. There's all those kinds of things, and and all of those things establish proximity and get you to where you're building relationships. Even this funeral we did on Saturday, the the. Uh, the guy who passed away, his girlfriend and her son. Her son is a, a senior and a, and plays on the baseball team. You wow. know, I met him. You know, through the baseball team. Now we get to do a funeral for you know a guy that's had a huge impact in his life. His you know mom weren't married yet, but they were moving that way. New believer. He's seeing the change that Jesus has made in his life. Now the church gets to come alongside him. Mm, mm. And and Tana and Cole said, "Hey, we're coming. We're, we want to be a part of this. Yeah. You guys have loved on us." So all those little things add up, and and once you get close to people, then you can start having some of these real conversations. Yeah, and so so helping them see that that this is not just ideas on a page. We're going to pick three or four of these, and we're going to go do them. I had a conversation with you know, I told you guys last time. I think met the mayor, and yeah, and uh, and we had a good connection. He told Tommy Bates from the elders of the day. He said, "Man, I like your new pastor." He said, "Seems like he's going to be good." And, so they're, they've got a grant to build a park in Valonia. There's no parks in Valonia. There's a baseball park, but there's no you know parks. What? Yeah. And so, so that, there's a little kind of a little lake area there. Then yeah. we've got a grant to build some piers and do some landscaping stuff. And so Tommy said, hey, let us be labor in that. Yeah. So this yeah. is something that he wow. cares about, the city cares about, we care about helping Valonia grow. Now we get to work alongside people yeah. at the city, people in the community to build this park that's going to help Valonia, and we get to have 
you know, ongoing conversations yeah, yeah. with them that, that will move, move toward the gospel. So, had you never engaged in that activity, you never would have had right. the opportunity exactly. to that's engage exactly right. that way. Exactly. Uh, and I think we miss yeah. it a lot of times. We're, we're so, and, and I think we, you know, you're, you're uh man who said this, I don't know what book I got this from, but it says my ecclesiology helps me in my missiology. Mm-hmm. How I define the church helps me define how I go on mission. Mm-hmm. And you are defining the church as not a Sunday morning, hour and 15 minute deal. The church is being being present, being there, meeting needs, not a community service organization, not a parachurch, mm-hmm. but the church presenting mm-hmm. good news to those that actually need to have it. Your ecclesiology is kind of, and you're teaching them that, that, you know, it's almost like indirectly you're teaching them what the church is I would, by what you're doing. Yeah, I would flip that. Our missiology informs our ecclesiology. Yeah, that's, yeah. How we yeah. think about Jesus and his mission shapes how we are and As a do church. church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and so because, that's even because we believe that... <laughs> The mission of God is is for all believers, and that He He has sent us to be engaged. Then we don't just gather on a Sunday. Yeah, you know, yeah. We're on mission seven days a week, yeah. and so so it was my Tommy, my physical therapist, my elder that came to the mayor and said, hey, we want to serve. What do you got going on? Mayor says, we're trying to build this park. Hey, we can do that. That didn't even come from me. Yeah. So so when they start coming back and saying, had another lady that has a passion for, for single moms and there's a there's a, a women's shelter there that she is engaged with and served with. And she sent me a, a video the other day that they'd won an award for how they're caring for, for these moms. Wow. And this is something she's passionate about. So out of that local predicament discussion the other night and affirming some of these things, she's now thinking, here's my personal mission. Yeah. This yeah. is a place that m- me and my church can engage with the gospel. And so now I've got people coming to me saying, Hey, what about this? What about this? And, and I'm not having to generate all that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm just giving an avenue where they can think about the church differently and think about them as disciples and missionaries differently. And then now the Lord is bringing to mind and helping them see their community. Like he sees a community and he's saying, Hey, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. Yeah. And so, and it's starting to, to snowball. So, which is great. Yeah. So, so, I'm just trying to paint the picture of this meeting. Then I mean, this is a beautiful deal. So yeah. you call them together. the The agenda for the meeting is affirming this expectation and equipping the expectation that we are here to missionally engage Bologna. Mm-hmm. So then the meeting looks like uh, a scriptural basis. Then you and talk a little bit about that. Then you engage them in this brainstorming conversation Mm -hmm. deal. And from that, the Holy Spirit begins to stir this awareness Mm -hmm. in them. And then they come up with these ideas. So that's That's basically what the training meeting looks like. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. And we didn't even get to the second two parts of that, you know, mission engagement framework. framework. You know, that was just the assessing the community. We spent an hour and 20 minutes, you know, on that. And so, hmm. so then kind of the next phase is, okay, if these are the needs, then, then, then how do we step into those needs? Yeah. Um, y- you know, who, who has what to bring to bear on those needs? You know, who has the gifting, the sphere of influence that gives us access to those places and, and those people? So that'll be kind of our next equipping night. We'll start putting some teams together around some of these engage, excuse me, engagement points and then... Uh, and then I'll establish kind of a point team leader for that project, and then they'll organize a plan for engaging the park, engaging the school, doing something at McDonald's after school. Yeah. And we talked about some kind of after school program because uh, we're about a mile and a half from the school. From the school, okay. And so um, even if we did something at the church or if there's a way we could do something even closer to the school after school to give them an alternative to hanging out at McDonald's and getting in trouble. Yeah. You know, that's something yeah. that came out of that. So somebody, I'm convinced somebody's going to take that and is already chewing on that. How could we do that? What could we do in that? And the Lord's going to raise up somebody that would lead that, pull the team around, and we'll go at it. And you basically took all of this from from tr- uh, trainer or coach into a practical thing from the – 
from the book uh, Church Unique. Mm-hmm. We talked about it before we came on the air. So mm-hmm. that's the, was it the Jeff Christopherson book or, no, 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 Will that's Mancini. Will Mancini book, mm-hmm. Church Unique. And the, the three pieces of mm-hmm. that, three pieces of the framework are uh, the three things that you guys are going to talk about. First thing is local predicament, what the what the situation is. Yeah. What is the next two? What's the, what is he calling and what yeah. are you guys Collective potential, which is just looking at your core team and saying, what do we have to bring to bear yeah. on that local predicament? Yeah. And then the next. And the, then the last one is apostolic esprit, which is our passions that drive us. So I may have a particular gift or resource to bring to bear on this, but I just don't really care about that. Yeah. Yeah. I care about yeah. this yeah. over here. So where are, <laughs> all those intersect, then that's kind of our kingdom concept. So yeah. kind of our kingdom concept is going to center around broken families. Uh, that became, that was a pattern that developed very clearly, you know, yeah. that night. I like that word, a spree. It has yeah. a ring with oh, yeah, it. Does, right? yeah, yeah. You yeah. would like, yeah. that's, that's what Sean and Gus say. Say that with me, a spree. Say that with me, a spree. <laughs> yeah. I just like what that said, right? Yeah. That's a fancy way of saying what I'm passionate about. <laughs> what I'm I had passionate to get about. one cultural reference in and there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so what you, I know it's not smooth. I know you, Greg was going to jump out there and do it, but, but uh, well, here, yeah, yeah, here's the, so that, that, that's great though, Neil, you really helped unpack that. So over the course of a series of meetings, yeah. we have the agenda for what the meetings are. Yeah. Right. We're working our way through those, each of those a things, there you go. they're all behaving towards the expectation and equipping them for how to do exactly. that. Yeah. Man, that, that is rich right yeah. there. That yeah. is awesome. Which then speaks again toward not being in such a hurry. For yeah. that Sunday morning thing that everybody yeah. wants to get to. Yeah, you if you blew so through much. that or made that a seminar, oh, you wouldn't man. have time for somebody to light bulb to go off and go back to the high school and do the baseball thing or yeah. light bulb to go off and somebody go to the mayor and get the park and we can do, you know, yeah. you got a little time for that to breathe. Yeah. So they exercise those muscles yeah. and they do that ministry, which yeah. then really makes that DNA driven into the core group. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, we learn by repetition, you know, a one shot deal is not going to, it's not going to sink in. It's right, just not, you know, right. I get it. So this is, we're building DNA. And so, so, you know, kind of core value, core elements to who we are. It's so the only way to do that is to reinforce that in everything that you do. So every time we have a meeting, we're going to emphasize prayer. We're going to emphasize the word and we're going to emphasize mission. Yeah. Those are, they're going to be in everything that we do. We're going to go to scripture. We're going to pray about it. God help us see things that we need to see, help us do things we need to do. And then we're going to go engage. Yeah. And so, so setting those expectations early on that this is who we are. This is how we operate. This is what we do. Then, then you reprogram. Sometimes you got to unlearn some things before you can learn some new things. Yeah. And so you kind of deprogram whatever they've experienced before and say, okay, this is, this is a different way of thinking about the church, different way of living, you know, as the church. And, and, and there's some of them that understood this, got this, you know, been at summit for a while. They see this, they understand this and get it. But, you know, we've got some new families coming in that have never experienced this before. And it's one of the reasons they're being drawn to this. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Well, before, let me, let me, because we're going to talk about the barriers that you run into mm-hmm. in this group. Do you have any that are unsaved? that are in that group, is that is that a good thing, bad thing to have those that, you know, because they can speak into that whether sure. they have accepted Christ or not. I'm just curious. Um, not, not that you're not aware Thursday, of. Not Wednesday night. We did gotcha. not. Okay. Now, I was just got, curious on that one. Oh, if that's you a good question. Yeah, yeah, because it, the, the more folks you can have who, who aren't following Jesus at this point, who are in the fray, you know, I think you just get another unique insight there. We saw some of that Saturday, you know, with the funeral. Yeah, some families, yeah. You know, not followers of Christ yet, yeah. but but are making steps that way because of the influence of Tommy and Susan Bates. Yeah. You know. Well, that so, is a great insight, I think, yeah. though, because if you if you had this influx of lost people, then you would shift to evangelism, and it really, in some ways, would um, would um, cut short. Yeah. The training portion. The, the training portion mm-hmm. in yeah. the DNA. So that yeah. that's why you start. You have a core group, and then as you move along, you get evangelistic mm-hmm. opportunities. Yeah. You can invite them into the group, you know, small groups and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. However, that happens. You you. It seems to me like you have to maintain somewhere the platform to continue to develop that um, 
disciple that DNA yeah. into your core group. Yes. Or, you know, a lot of churches run into that. New pastor comes in, stuff's going great. Man, you hit a mo, big mo kicks in, and you got all these, and you grow, and you grow past the infrastructure, yeah. and you flatten out because, that's and that's the same dynamic. Quick, we got shifted over into that, and we weren't. We didn't have the muscle to carry. What you were in we survival mode at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so you're trying to build that in on the front end. You only yeah. get, you know. So that's a yeah, great. Yeah, you know, oh, the, the entry point. points for for folks that are, you know, searching or, or not searching yet are going to be our community projects. Yeah, you know, when we go yeah. build a park, there there will be lost folks there that will yeah. come and build a park because they want to see a park there. But they're going to be doing it with a whole bunch of folks that are wired for mission, yeah, and yeah. evangelism, yeah, and yeah. so so there's going to be some conversations, yeah. You know? yeah. So That's those good. are entry points. Small groups are great entry points that are a little more or less in, less formal, greater opportunities to ask questions and not you know feel dumb, you know. And and we talked about the other night about an avenue to create a forum where people can come and ask kind of burning questions that they have. Hmm. They're not hmm. finding answers anywhere. Yeah. Uh, that's that's, that's a whole good. different conversation. That was kind of a nugget that came out of our baseball coach's um, interaction with his players because he said they're asking real serious questions about life and how to live. And he said they've got everything backwards. They don't understand yeah, wow. and you got to have a platform to unpack that. You can't yeah. do that on Twitter. And right. they get on no. Twitter, and everybody's yeah, exactly. whacking at each other. Yeah. And you got you got to have a yeah. thoughtful environment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so we're working through that. So let's get. So you got a plan, and we, you've started nosing around some of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they're having to learn. So yeah. so as you're teaching your core group, yeah, not in a critical way, like you said. For a lot of people, this is new. Yeah, right. They, they they thought you know they thought you know being faithful to church was showing up and tithing and praying for the pastor, opening and the door and all being of that, there yeah. and keeping babies in the nurse. I mean, that, yeah. I was doing my job. No, yeah. this a whole new expectation we're yeah. unpacking here. So, what are what are the barriers that you're running into as a as the planter mm-hmm. in your core group um, for this DNA to take hold? What are some of the barriers that you run in? Things yeah. that other planners will have to look for as they start to teach these things. Yeah, I think the biggest one is just, you know, managing the excitement. You know, it's, <laughs> it, you, don't wanna, yeah. you don't want the momentum to slow down, and, and people are excited. You know, the number one question I've gotten is, why are we wait until August to start? <laughs> you know, when we've already started. Yeah, you know, yeah, you just, yeah, you're yeah, defining yeah, start yeah. differently. Uh, yeah, wow. So, that's real good. Yeah, that, it that's really real is, good. and I'm sure it's very common. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm yeah. sure everybody runs into that, and yeah, exactly. it's just a wow. It's when are we going to launch? Well, we've yeah, already we launched. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're already working. Who yes, did you, we're just who not did having you go missionally engaged this week? Exactly, exactly. So that's a teaching time. That's a... Let's flip the script on that. We have already started. We yeah. have already launched. You can be engaging your lost friends with the gospel now. There you go. And, but what do we invite them to? Well, here's the things. You know, these are those those questions, and they're awesome questions because they're excited about the church. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they're excited about Jesus. And I'm telling you, this core group is a. They are amazing. Yeah. Because they, and there are some some deeply spiritual people in here, and and some of it is not not giving them new language and new practice. Is it's just reorienting some things that you know that they've had yeah, and kind of yeah. shifting expectations from this launch service in in August to sh- focusing expectations on I get to engage now yeah and yeah. so you know moving from well, we've only got two small groups and a first Wednesday prayer we can invite people to well okay then we need to start some new small groups <laughs> there you go okay we need to start a men's prayer group or a ladies prayer group who did you invite to those when yeah, you start you bringing go. them to yeah, exactly. that then we'll yeah. create something yeah, else <laughs> exactly and I, I told this new family Wednesday night I said look there are going to be more and more opportunities to engage and invite people in as we get closer and once Christy and I get to Valencia you know that's that's going to ramp that's up a even whole more because we'll, yeah. we'll be there. Yeah. I mean, we'll start having cookouts at our house. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things we can do. So managing those expectations and and kind of reorienting them around the idea that we have already launched and already started. We just hadn't started Sunday services yet. Yeah. So that's yeah. a big thing. And, it, and it's just you know keeping that excitement going. So you know another challenge then is to 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 have enough going on to where they're not. They don't feel like they're just treading water until August. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. so you got some momentum. You got to have enough st- stuff going on. And so, for example, uh, I wrestled with 
whether to do for this first Wednesday or third Wednesday equipping, our first one, whether to do mission engagement plan or team building stuff. And mm. and I got to thinking, okay, if, if mission is driving this, evangelism is driving this, we, we've got to get our mission engagement plan in place first. Then we'll work on team building. Well, when we got to the the equipping night and started unpacking this local predicament, we didn't even get to the collective potential part, which is where the team, team building, building will happen. Yeah at least externally, not even internal teams. But but it was a good progression because, and I think Lord just kind of protected me in that and not jumping ahead myself. It's let's keep the main thing the main thing. Mm. we got to give them an avenue where they can engage missionally. Then, then we'll start putting these teams together, and they'll start forming naturally around some of these things. So yeah. so kind of, you know, processing that and, and, you know, making sure you've got things in the right order. That's that, a challenge. That's a great word. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wish we'd had that for our scheduling podcast yeah. episode we did. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome to kind yeah. of get the order of that. Yeah. But that's also the beauty of, Dave, you you being willing to unpack these things with us, is as we take this journey, the realization of those kind of practical things. Yeah. You know, the order of the building the team versus understanding who's got what, who's passionate about what, where yeah. they fall, yeah. how much more effective that mm-hmm. is and how much faster that team is going to become effective than if we just met them all and somebody raised their hand, I want to sing or whatever, and you yeah. stuck them in a role, and then they weren't ready for that or yeah. that wasn't the place that God was stirring their heart and exactly. preparing them in a journey to land in. Yeah. Well, that's good. And we want everything they do to be shaped by, by our mission. So yeah. so if you're, say you're, you're, you feel like the Lord's leading you to be a part of the worship team, that's, just not, that's not just singing. I mean, right. we're communicating right. the gospel there. Right. I want you thinking about your singing on Sunday mm. that you're leading people mm. to the throne of God, yeah. you know, and leading them to worship, and you're inspiring them and drawing them, to the, them into this greater story mm. that God's called us to, and that this is not just about you singing on Sunday morning. It's about yeah. calling people into worship and engaging in mission. And so, now, that's really true yeah. in that training. You know, Oswald Sanders, uh, original you know, leadership guru, mm-hmm. whatever, said an unguarded strength is a double weakness. And so you see that wow. in issues like a singer. Yeah. Yeah. So they go, yeah. oh, I can sing. Oh, I can do that. I'm good at that. I'm good in front of the room. And they go, do that. Well, no, you're not prepared spiritually there to understand the worship part of this. You're relying, even if you didn't mean to, there's that risk of you're relying on your own flesh and your own ability, and then now you it's not only is it a strength for you, but you view it as a strength. You're not even guarding it. You're saying, I'm good at that, so I don't have mm-hmm. to, yeah. and they're not spiritually prepared. Yeah. 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 And so if you jump past the training of gospel engagement in mm-hmm. what we're doing, you really can end up inadvertently putting people in a position to fail. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I just ran to what I'm good at because I'm good at it, and right. I can just do it. Well, well I, you now you're hanging out there on the verge of pride or something like that. Well, and, I, and I think that's the precursor of hurt, what happens in church, because you run out there and you're not spiritually prepared for it, and then something happens, and then you want to blame the establishment mm-hmm. for something yeah, that you weren't yeah. prepared for. Yeah. And then later on, you come yeah. back 20 years later and say, oh, I don't like church because they you know, did something. They nope. didn't let me do what you, I wanted to do. They didn't let me do what yeah. I wanted to do. Yeah. Nope. You yeah. weren't spiritually yeah. prepared right. for yeah. that deal. Yeah. When you're saying that, it's almost like you're taking church and flipping it upside down. Yeah. You know, the way that I just think about, you know, churches I grew up in or the church I grew up in, it was just the Sunday morning. You know, it could have been the ministry context I was in. It was the event. Everything led to just that event. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if somebody came through town and said, hey, you may want to do this. And somebody go, yeah, let's go try that. <laughs> yeah. you know, and then they'll go do yes. that. They'll, I yeah. got a rake. Let's go rake some leaves yeah. and we'll do it for yeah. 20 minutes. And then we'll talk about it for a year. Well, and, and, and this comes back to so an earlier podcast as well, where, you know, one of the things that I've always loved about Summit is their, their prayer foundation. And so yeah. everything yeah. we do, my one of the things I have to guard against, this is a barrier for me. Uh, because I've done, you know, church planning training for for twelve years. I mean, I can sit down, and I can train people to to do stuff, and, <laughs> right. and my quick bent is to run to the strategy planning rather than spending the time in prayer to inform the strategy planning. Yeah, and yeah. so I mean, we can go do some stuff. <laughs> right. I just I want to do the right stuff. God, I want to yeah. find out where you're working and see what you're doing, and then you show me where we need to engage. We've got a whole list of things that surfaced in our local predicament 
and I told him, I said, when you leave, I said, you you take a picture of this list, you look at this list, and you begin to pray, God, where do we need to engage? Where where are you leading Summit Valonia to engage in this in this city? Well, we could jump into any of those things. Yeah. And God may not be working any of that, and we butt our heads against the wall. Yeah. And, no, that's that is such a great word. This is such a great. I'm just over here making notes as a pastor. I got to do this in my church. I got <laughs> to do this in my this. church. Yeah. You know, when we, when people talk about evangelism, and then you have somebody stands up in the room and they go, "Well, it's about discipleship, and we don't disciple people," you know, and that that's sort of become just this shibboleth. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. We need to disciple people, and we, you know. Whatever. But what we're talking about here is in the reality of it, what that discipleship would actually be, mm-hmm. what what it is right. supposed to actually right. be, what that should mean. It's not just a mantra or a church idiom. It is a this is what you train them to do. Yeah. You help them to understand. Yeah. You get them to pray over. You get them to step into as a choice of faith when the Holy Spirit turns on that light bulb or engages that thought about the predicament of their community in their hearts. Mm-hmm. Great. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Well, and, and nobody knows that community more and loves that community more than Jesus. Right. And exactly. So, so exactly. why would we not ask him where <laughs> he exactly wants right. us to engage? That's, exactly that's right. a good word and right I, there, dude. Let me tell you, this is something that, this is a shift that's happened in me that Lord has brought about through lots of pain and suffering and agonizing conversations <laughs> with him over the last several years. That's not that's not been my normal bent. And I know yeah. for a lot of us that are doers and goers, you know, we like to just, let's just go to work. You know, yeah. That's been my whole deal. And I'm telling you, Bill, God bless him, he has really kind of poured this into me and pounded this into me yeah. that, look, God, God's already at work. I mean, yeah. you're not, it's not calling you to go reinvent the wheel Recreate here. He's doing something. something. Figure yeah. out what it is and join him. Yeah. The only way you can figure out what it is, ask him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's know? right. So, so, so as the planner, pastor, leader, uh, you know, chief bottle washer, what is your goal for each one of your core group members? What is your and you alluded to it, mm-hmm. you know, throughout. I think the the last couple of minutes you alluded to it. If you could narrow that down, man, I really want the core group to. Yeah. What? Yeah, and and we just talked about it a little bit. I, I don't want them just to jump in where they they think they've got skill or gifting, whatever you know, and, and that they're good at. I want them praying and, and asking Lord, what is my part in this? Yeah, and. And, and to be able to, to see that as we unfold kind of this plan to engage Valonia, that in that process, God would kind of shine a light uh, on a part and say, hey, I want you to pay attention to this. I want you to hear this. I want you to engage here. And so naturally that's going to involve things that we're passionate about, things that, that we have gifts to bring to bear on that. But it may be an area where the Lord wants to stretch us that, mm, that mm. we can't do unless he, mm. I, I, I think I talked about this last night, you know, Paul Monroe, I still keep coming back to this sharp young guy that, you know, always wanted to be a disciple maker and never knew how. Now that I'm doing this downline thing, I understand how to be a disciple maker. Well, that's something God's already revealing into him mm. is that I want you to engage in disciple making. It's not something he's done before. He feels now a little gotcha. more equipped but but he's still got to go do it. Yeah, exactly. You know? And exactly. so, but that's but that's something that he's hearing the Lord say to him. Here's a place I want you to in, engage. Yeah. And so that's some that's a goal. I want I want them to be thinking that way that that the Lord's going to reveal kind of my part in this. And now there may be some things they need to to do and act their way into a new way of thinking, as Alan yeah. says all the yeah. time. You know, maybe some things they need to do so for God to clarify that for them and not just sit and wait on a mountainside for the Lord to, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's not good either. Yeah. But I do want them praying and hearing. And well, rats, you just ruined my weekend. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> that's what I was going to do. There's, there's some good that can come out of that, but yeah. you can't stay there. Leave on the, the backpack on the back porch. Then. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, the second thing, another goal is that, that they would have uh, a place in the community where they regularly see themselves as as a missionary, as yeah. a, as a prominent That's witness good. in that in the, where it, whether it's their you know their vocation or you know there's one gym in Valonia and several of our folks you know are in that gym every day you know 
who can you engage with there? Who can you work out with? Uh, we have a guy that loves to kayak, and uh, so he's wanting me to go kayaking with him. I'm fixing to go start learning how to kayak, I guess. And he's got six or seven kayaks. Okay, how can you bring some buddies with you to go kayak? You know, it's something you love. It's a passion that you have. Use that for the kingdom. You you want to bring me closer to Jesus? Ask me to Put go, you kayak. go kayak. A lot of new praying going <laughs> yeah, on there right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's something you're not comfortable with, but Lord may be leading you to do uh, that, Neil. Well, Come on, I, Neil. Act your way in a new way of thinking, <laughs> yeah, all right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he better write my name in cursive in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, nah, player. Yeah. That's not <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, we had a guy, you know, uh, tell me this last week had some personal family stuff going on and and uh just go back to the whole spiritual warfare conversation after that conversation i just want y'all to know my we had a bomb dropping our lives and uh and so this is not just conversation guys this is this is real stuff and but here's here's the cool thing the lord has has put this guy in our core group he's kind of a quiet guy and uh works in a pharmacy and and uh, and this particular issue that we're wrestling with, he has personal experience in. And so he texted me the other night, and he said, I just want you to know that the Lord's impressed upon me to pray for you guys every day because mm. of this. He said, wow. I have a soft spot in my heart for people who struggle with this this stuff. Wow. And and I and it was it was one of those moments where the Lord is speaking to him. Here's a way you can engage. I, this is a way for him to engage to. Mm to come alongside us and encourage us and strengthen us. But that's also something that the Lord's surfacing. That guy has something to say about this issue. Yeah. We got a ton of broken families and a bunch of teenagers struggling with a whole bunch of stuff in this community. I want Eric engaged in that. Yeah. He's got something to say in yeah. this. He can be a huge help, a, a prayer warrior for these, these broken teenagers and families. Uh, somebody who's walked through the fire that's come out on the other side that has some wisdom to speak into that. And so there, there's all these moments just over and over where not only is the Lord revealing to me through conversations where God's saying, hey, keep that in mind for yeah, where yeah. he's going to engage. Yeah. But it's but it's helping helping guys like Eric see, here's something I've got some skill I can bring to, yeah. some wisdom I can yeah. bring to bear. And so, so, so seeing those opportunities, it's not just things to pray about. Here's a place for me to engage. You know, as well. So everybody to have a place like that. That's good. Had, had and we you, need them to. Had you not identified the deficits, the resources would not be revealed. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's yeah. kind of Wait, I can right. write that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I stole yeah. it from somewhere. Dude, that's yeah. a tweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I borrowed it from somewhere. Dave, this is, this is good stuff. Now, I'm not only, you know, a participant in, in the podcast, man, I'm a listener. Yeah. So I, I, I go back and I listen to everything you said. Cause typically when I'm sitting here, I'm not listening to anything you're saying. <laughs> yeah. But, What's the next question? Yeah, what's the uh, question number nine? (laughs) Where's lunch? Where's lunch? Where are we going? Squirrel. Chicken. Yeah, yeah, you chasing squirrels. I'm chasing chicken. There you go. Greg, this has been fun. This has been a real good one. Really Uh, good. And and I think uh, Dave did a real good job of taking the complex and unpacking it in such a way to make it practical and palatable so that we we can take off. Really enjoyed this time on the grind make sure to uh pass on the grind when when it drops uh every other tuesday here and uh, forward that uh on a lot of different platforms also you can email us at the grind at absc.org thanks for joining us again here on the grind Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Grind. We hope you learned something new and found some encouragement along the way. To learn more about church planting in Arkansas and to find more resources, visit absc.org and click the church planting tab. Be sure to rate and review us if you like what you heard. Until next time, keep grinding.